Hey, it's Matt here with Your Music is Bad and You Should Feel Bad. Uh, today we're talking about Pitbull. Uh, as you will hear discussed later in the show, I've been trying to figure out the best way to approach some of the more uh, seemingly obvious topics like uh, pop music and, uh, you know, the, the sort of easy target stuff uh, without just seeming... Uh, like I'm picking on easy targets, uh, but it's okay. They're millionaires. Don't worry about it. Uh, but in this case, uh, we found, uh, well, Rich found a CNBC special, and I, I won't redundantly explain it uh, as we immediately talk about it. But the point is, uh, it was helpful to get us started on this topic, and uh, it's definitely one of my favorite episodes so far. So if you have any suggestions, requests, uh, anything you think would be good for us to take a crack at on the podcast, uh, send it to hatemail at yourmusicisbad.com or shoot me a message on Twitter uh, at the one true Matt or facebook.com slash ymibpodcast, uh, any of those places. And now here is the episode. Your juggalo recording, Craig. <laughs> Juggalos don't have oh. iPads. All right, so we watched uh, this. We watched this special on Pitbull. It's a CNBC special. So, oh yeah, that's, I gotta, that's I, important. Well, right, I gotta give some backstory on this. So I'm a, uh, I'm a serial CNBC watcher uh, due to my career. It's on all day, every day. And I saw this ad, what was it? it? was last Thursday. Yeah. Where it was like, tonight, Pitbull, fame and fortune. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, Matt. Uh, yeah, so I just saw this ad for this Pitbull special on CNBC tonight. You got to watch this, dude. <laughs> so I did. And uh, it was well, an hour-long special. You DVR'd it. Right. I DVR'd it and so, watched it the next day. So but, um, I just watched it yeah. now at your place. So we watched it, and uh, yeah, it's called Pitbull, Fame, and Fortune. And Special uh, so nice. You watched it twice. <laughs> yeah. I, I learned a lot about Pitbull, and <laughs> I... I mean, I developed some respect for him. I didn't really lose any musical respect for him because I didn't really have any. Also, there was not a lot of content about the music. Right. Well, because that's his music is like he mentioned at some point uh, that when he got started, he found uh, I think they mentioned him finding like the dude who makes or who made his beats or whatever. And it was just like. Uh, I mean, it's not like he started off doing a lot of trial and error, right? It's one of those yeah, things no, where it's no, like, it was, he that, got the hustle. No, no, that guy was, uh, he was a, he's a Miami radio, uh, oh, right, personality. Right. Yeah, that's right. And, and right. So they were saying he, so first of all, he made, in his own words is he's like music business is 90% <laughs> business and 10% talent, Yeah, which is hilarious and true. And then he goes, and then they're talking to this DJ and this guy's like, yeah, you know, he's always been good at taking constructive criticism. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he would bring, he would bring me tapes or discs or whatever they were saying. And he's like, and I, and I'd be like, no, it's hot, but you got to work yeah, on it. It's not the one. And then, it's not and the then, one. Right. And he's like, and then he, he brought me like, like 10 times. And he's like, yo, I think you got something here. 10 times the charm. 
uh yeah so there's a lot of trial and error and then um I mean, frankly, I'm sure at some point in his career that now, like, he just gets beats sent to him, and he's like, yeah, I'll well, do that one. Right, and they're definitely sent to him because, as you <laughs> noted, there are many, many shots of Pitbull recording in various hotel, hotel rooms. rooms. Yeah. There's, not in, in, there's not a single shot of him recording in a studio. Yeah. There's a lot of footage of him on very elaborate stages and recording in hotel yeah, rooms. They're all in hotel rooms with uh, a laptop. A laptop, a nice mic, and then like an elaborate like baffle set up with sheets and stuff. Well, uh, no, like the one where he's quote unquote live from Tokyo, yeah. aka their live Atlanta Sheridan <laughs> he says, or whatever. He says he said, and he's while he's recording, it's into the track, and I think I've heard, I've heard it because I remember hearing a song of his where he was like reporting live, and I'm like, no, this isn't, this never was live. You recorded it and then released <laughs> it. He's reporting live from the tallest building in Tokyo, but it really just like he was in Atlanta no, or something. Yeah, it was clear, it was clearly like some chain hotel in Southern <laughs> Airport, Marriott, United States. Yeah, right, totally, uh, and. Uh, but in, and in that one, he has like the crazy bell. But there's a couple yeah. where he's like just got oh, the yeah, mic. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So there's the one where the dude, they like the engineers there, like the guys there to push the space bar on the laptop. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the first, one of the first things <laughs> in the special, somebody says, he's not just a singer. And I thought that was interesting because he's actually not a singer at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is no, actually, in the first like minute of the thing, yeah, they they there's some live footage, and they and then you hear his mic, and it's like you know the half a second where he's right. like tries to sing the the hook, right? Where he sings along like, the "Don't Stop the like, Party." Oh, he really can't sing. Yeah, where he's like "Don't Stop the Party," oh, yeah. and then but on a record, if you do that and then you copy and paste it enough times, it sounds intentional. Uh, <laughs> So, okay, let's see. Uh, oh, man, it's so hard to... Oh, where to begin? Okay, so 90% music, 90% uh, business, 10% talent, uh, which he also at another point referred to it as 10% music as well. Basically, it's like 10% of it is actual music. And if you're living in that 10% world, you're not going to get it. You're going to miss out, and you're not going to be relevant in a few years because Pitbull, more than anything, is relevant. Is relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's my entire uh, exposure to Pitbull prior to this special where i learned many a thing was that bud light commercial that he's in <laughs> yeah. because uh they would air it on ufc events oh yeah that's literally the only exposure i ever had to him uh, which which is lucky because he's on he was on like every song for a couple years like that's the big thing he really what they surprisingly didn't talk about is that i think a big part of his success is that He's almost never on a song alone. Right, he gets featured on. He's either got a stuff. feature on it or he's featured on someone else's. Be, and there was one year where I swear he didn't put out an album. He was just on everybody else's well, single. It, but I'm guessing from the tone of that thing, right? He was probably like, "Yeah, we're not gonna talk about anybody else's stuff." And they right, don't. Right. Yeah, he was probably like, "Yo, this right. is about yo, this about Pit. This is about Pit. This is about letting Pit the Pit out the cage." <laughs> Wait, is that what it was? Letting the pit out the cage is what he said. <laughs> what is it? It's like, that's like you letting the pit out the cage. And <laughs> What uh, was that even in context to? Well, I just remember laughing really hard when he said it. It's in relation to his, his first 09 <laughs> goal. Because at one point, okay, this is interesting because they mention, he says that in 09, he, he came up with these goals. Well, he like got out, it's important, he got out of his, uh, his like he was in a record contract yeah. that he didn't like. It was an unfavorable contract. And he got, got out, out of it. it. 
And that's when he put some goals together. Yeah, but the best part is the goals. And he, he Dude, they're one per year. He it's one goal off. per year, and they're wildly disproportionate. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he he rattles them off like like he, lightning. He rattled them off so fast that the first time I watched it, I did not catch this part at all, and it's the best part of the special. <laughs> so here are the goals: oh nine freedom, ten invasion. 2011, build empire. 12, grow wealth. 13, put the puzzle together. 14, buckle up. 15, make history. Right. And so, I was particularly drawn to, first there's a question of, when he's saying put the puzzle together, is that a metaphor or is there like a specific, very challenging puzzle? Like maybe he's working on it with his daughter. There's an actual puzzle that and he's, uh, he's, he's, he's just so busy that he's like, it. all right, I'm going to put this year aside. I'm going to put that puzzle and, together. And I was finally. like, you know, I'm really betting it's a metaphor. But then when I heard the next goal was buckle, buckle up, up. he also set aside a year for buckling for up. I was buckling like, up. you know what? I'm going to have to reassess, reassess my uh, opinion of the putting the puzzle together yeah. and say it's probably literal. <laughs> it's probably like a thousand piece puzzle. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a picture of a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so... And I remember what, what are they invading? Uh, well, it's interesting also because like he as, took he took umbrage with invasion, right? He he, uh, he, he well he took um, he he's uh, he takes a lot of meetings because he's <laughs> Mister Worldwide, yeah, and uh, Mister Worldwide, uh, you know, exclusively to the Western Hemisphere. There yeah. was zero footage of like Europe right. or Russia or Asia. <laughs> right. No, he went from uh, apparently uh, Miami he to Vegas. Used to be Mister Three Hundred Five. Three Hundred Five. I guess is a Miami, area code in area Miami. Code. Yeah. And yeah, and then once he got bigger, he was like, "I'm I'm worldwide, so uh, I'm Mister Worldwide now." And um, is that like Worldwide Pants? Remember they would <laughs> yeah. they, uh, David Letterman? Yeah, Worldwide Pants. Did they make uh, pants, or was that just a production company? No, that no, was just the name of the company. Because I'm really disappointed because I I kind of want some Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe uh, maybe Pitbull and Letterman got to get together. Oh yeah, Worldwide actual Letterman's Worldwide Pants. Probably looking for a gig or some for easy money. You know, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the the. Uh, in, so he took a meeting and uh, he, he talks a lot about people trying to, you know, exploit his culture. And he said, you well, know, no, no. He was talking about people. They want they, they wanted, said they want to tap into that market. They said, how do we infiltrate your culture? They're talking about they're talking about um, like brands like Bud right. Light and whatever that one yeah. business with them. And right. They asked, right. how do we infiltrate? Because all his, he's saying all his endorsements, uh, you know, started off as like Latin market campaigns and then eventually grew to be general right. they, market oh, because they were so successful. They're like and right. Pit, and Pitbull is so universal and like has a he was like, across. I told you just universal. Just world, I, Mr. Worldwide, just general, like, like no, I no. He he says no shit in Spanish, I think, uh, but he's like, yeah, no shit. Um, but you know, uh, you say that now, Pitt. But uh, so yeah, the meetings they actually said, how do we infiltrate your culture? And he's like, whoa, that's a strong word. It's it's not gonna work like that. He he want to like uh, profit from my people. Uh, here's how you do it. This is the better way, actually. It's like that's the that's he's the like, wrong approach. We don't need to infiltrate. We'll, we'll eviscerate from the inside. Yeah, I'll, I'll open the back door for you. I'll sell and, uh, right. So he's talking about like he doesn't like want them to infiltrate, but yet you know 2010 is about invasion so uh oh and despite the fact that he's mr worldwide he makes it very clear that his people despite being cuban is any latinos or yeah, right. what, what he goes through a list of terms 
who's like Latino, Hispanic, Hispanic, whatever they want to call us right. these days. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the white man wants to call us. Uh, but basically, I mean, it basically I a, amounted to like. I have a funny related story actually to when I got my Florida driver's license. Oh yeah. Okay, so so on the thing, like you're uh, you felt this form about like what um what your race is, and uh, but it's like it's like one of those things where it's like choose one, like right. in all caps, and so I or or so I I forget what it is. Oh yeah, no no because I'm sorry they had there's white and then they have Latino non-white is are like options. And so, like, I go and I, I say to the woman, like, when I get to the thing, so, I didn't check one because I'm like, I'm like, okay, so I'm white, but I'm also Latino, but I'm not Latino non-white. Congratulations, and, you're white. And, right, well, no, well, so so the thing is, what they do is what when you give them the thing, like, they feed it in the system, and then it prints out the sheet that you're supposed to say, like, this is correct, and then sign it. Right. And so, like, after so after I have this like short discussion with her, she sends me the sheet. And it says like Latino, and I'm like, well, no. If I only get one, <laughs> I'm more white yeah. than I am Latino. So let's go with that one. <laughs> but right. if, but it was like one of these things where I'm like very confused. And I actually I had an employment application recently that it was it was th- there was that there was like, um, there uh, what was it? Uh, I it was phrased in some super weird way where like even though there was like, um. It was like two or more. Oh yeah, it was like there was like white, and then there was Latino, and then there was like two or more other. And then I'm like, no, I'm two or more, but not of other, like yeah. of the ones that are on your list. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah. just a weird. I think this stuff's weird, but yeah. So so he's like, despite being Mister Worldwide, he's right. like, my people, the Latinos, but the general campaign. But uh, let me tell you how to tap into this. It's, it's yeah, like the yeah. whole thing was super contradictory. I didn't really. Yeah, he was trying to be like, "Hey, all these white guys trying to get into our culture and exploit it for financial reasons. Hold up a minute. <laughs> if anybody's going to exploit Pitbull's culture, it's going to be Pitbull. <laughs> and uh, and my culture is whatever I define it to be at this moment. Yeah, and I forget that the context. The but then after that, I had written down, like I always say, I love to learn. <laughs> Because he says, no, that's what he, he says, says in all of his, times. He says all it, of his songs. Right, they're no, all about learning. He's, he, right, he goes like he keeps quoting song lyrics and yeah. like and like everything that he's talking about. But then he keeps right, he keeps bringing up this Pitbull loves to learn. I love to learn thing, which is I admittedly I'm not the authority on Pitbull's music, yeah. but I don't recall hearing that phrase <laughs> right. in, any, in any of his songs. Can't stop, won't stop. I love to learn. Uh, so. <laughs> okay so uh it's for the children right oh yeah yeah so then he had the thing about the schools oh yeah well because okay so basically uh the most interesting thing about this this special is as it goes on uh i started to realize that uh they talk I mean, about I, diver- first of all they talk about diversifying revenue streams right so i knew pitbull was the kind of guy who has a lot of money coming in from non-musical sources like bud light he has his own vodka thing. Uh, but what I didn't know is that his friend and mentor, <laughs> Tony Robbins, was going to be in this thing. And once I realized that, it all started to make sense, is that Pitbull is ba- – like, Tony Robbins basically taught him how to hypnotize people into giving him money because that's what Tony Robbins does. Yeah. And he and it makes so much sense, too. That's why he constantly repeats the same phrases. He says Dale like, every 30 seconds in, like, every song – they both uh, wear a lot of black. And that like that one other woman was talking about and trying to like trying to say how he's inspirational and all she did was quote lyrics. She yeah. was like, Yeah, his motto is like, 
you know, have if a you good wa- time. All if you time. want, <laughs> if you want it, you can get it, Dale. And I'm like, those are song lyrics, but I'm pretty sure he was just talking about fucking. Like, I'm pretty sure that was like, like, yo, mommy, if you want it, you can get it. Specifically, my dick, like in the hotel, motel, Holiday Inn, hotel, you know? hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. Yeah, uh, in the tallest building. In, in the tallest building Tokyo. in Tokyo, live, live. The you can get it live in the tallest building. So they. They, the best part is they tried to they talked about how like uh, politicians are kind of uh, courting him now, and he said that uh, oh yeah Jeb, they, that Jeb, Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio and Marco Rubio have approached Both Florida him Florida politicians right, and so they're looking for that young well first Michelle Caruso Cabrera okay I gotta talk about this as well right so they do this thing on the CNBC specials where it's like okay which cute anchor girl has to do this one and like. But sometimes I don't know that they have a reason. Like Trish Reagan did the like the marijuana one. Yeah. But then like I thought it was kind of weird that um, Melissa Lee, the Asian woman, did the porn one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah. But so Michelle Caruso Cabrera, like the Latin one, yeah. has gets goes and does the pitbull special. Yeah. She's and, like, we just did thing in Cuba too. Of course you did. Yeah. And and so so she she's like she's like I bet all these politicians are like are hitting you up for endorsements, right? Yeah. And he's basically like, uh, <laughs> he's like, not for endorsements. They just like to hang out and talk. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, dude, cause Jeb's down. Yeah. No, Jeb is the most down dude. I know. They don't want endorsements. They just like to hang out and talk. And so do I, I love to learn. <laughs> and so he basically was like, I want to hear what they got going on. Do you really pitbull? Like you're curious what, I mean, <laughs> Uh, if it involves something, you can monetize possibly. But yeah, um, he's probably like, "How can I get a tax break on so my?" So then, next on top of that, in, two, in, in 2012, he spoke at an Obama thing, and they, sh- as he's saying this, they show footage of him at a podium that says Obama, and then he's like, "Yeah, but you notice, I never actually said in the speech, vote for Obama." He's like, "I said thank you, Obama, for letting me tell my story." It's like. So you think that's a loophole? Like you think that doesn't right. count? No. And my point was, it's like these. It's like in Oklahoma, right, where they're like, by having the Ten Commandments on state <laughs> grounds, we're not actually endorsing Christianity. It's just there because people might want yeah. it. But if those dirty Satanists try to put up that Muhammad <laughs> yeah. statue, tear that shit down, it's yeah. like, uh, pretty sure that counts as an endorsement. Pretty sure speaking at the Obama thing. Pretty sure rallying people at the rally is 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 an is a form of endorsement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's hard to tell whether that's just him being like savvy or or uh, naive. I'm not sure because he's kind of like, no, nah, man, they just want to hang out and talk. But he at least knows to not like go to their functions. He like was, he knows not to speak at their events. He was he was like Jeb, man. He just. He's all Netflix and chill, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did like they, they basically were like, yo, what about Trump? And he he apparently. Well, no, because at an award show, right, at like a Latin music award show. Yeah, he was he like went off. Right. He, he goes, went off. He goes, he's like, get, he's like, call. He's like, call Rubio, call Jeb, call Hillary. Yeah. He's like, because no matter what, he's like, as long as Trump, like Trump can't be president. Right. That's what he said. It's like those other guys are fine, though. And yeah, I don't endorse and, them. But vote for them instead of Trump. Right. And, and so they ask him, they're like, wait, so what was that all about? And, and, and they're bringing up like when he would Trump's now infamous bit about he's like, they're coming to this country. Mexicans, they're sending their worst. They're not sending their best. They're sending. He's like, they're rapists. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, 
He's like, I imagine some of them might be <laughs> decent people. I don't know because I don't talk to Mexicans, but uh, and I don't speak Mexican, but uh, yeah. So the, the so the interesting thing is like as the thing goes on, like there's a Tony Robbins appearance early on, and I was like, Tony Robbins, what the fuck? But then like they explain that he's like a friend and mentor. Oh, I thought no, but I thought you were gonna you were gonna talk about what he he says about Trump's comments. Oh yeah, yeah. We uh, got we got to rewind on that. Wait. I don't know if I wrote that down, though. I Well, I can tell you what it was. Oh, okay. He goes, so he goes, yeah, I don't think Trump understood what oh, he was yeah. saying. Sorry, I do have okay, that. Okay, okay. I wrote it down, and then I forgot what the context was. It said that uh, when he said what he said, he didn't understand what he was saying or who he was speaking to. <laughs> that was his explanation about Trump. What he meant was that, like, he don't understand how industrious the Latino people are, but it sounded like what he was saying was... That's okay. He didn't know what he was saying. Right. No, it was super weird because it was like he was backpedaling on his like yeah. no Trump thing. And well, I'm I, like, you I need honestly, to double down on no, that, dude. Right. I think I think that's the thing, though, is his his motto is business and he doesn't want to alienate anyone. Right. Because right. Because he's be probably like, business. oh, man, that guy might win. Right. What if he wins? What if he wins? He's going to he's going to be Mr. Worldwide everywhere but this country. <laughs> that's what's going to happen if, if Trump wins. Mr. Worldwide is going to be. Uh, gonna be enjoying the rest of the world <laughs> go back to, he's gonna go back to mexico like what he's <laughs> like uh i think he's from he's cuba cuban and uh cuban not from cuba yeah uh but uh so so my favorite thing was when they start getting into the tony robbins because like they showed him like speaking at like a school and some other events right, he has some like this i didn't really understand they said he had this thing like he was, I mean, he's speaking at school, and he's like, "This is not the first school of its kind in Miami or like in the country." He's like, "It's the first school of its kind in the world," and I'm like, "School of what kind?" Yeah, it was some kind of charter school. It's that called had, like Slam or something. Yeah, they said something about like sports leadership and oh, was, management. Which oh, <laughs> SA, that's Slam. Yeah. Oh, sports leadership and management. I didn't even. <laughs> no, I was like, why is it called no, Slam? No, that's what I didn't. As I, I totally, I totally missed the whole sports leadership. I, I, I thought you were part, putting it together, and then I didn't put it together when I saw the Slam thing. I'm like, is that a different thing? But no. Yeah, he broke ground on on Slam because uh, that's what we need to be teaching our kids. Right. Exactly. Sports leadership and, I remember, and management. As they said that, I saw like that the wait, gym was full of kids in like like warm ups and stuff. Wait, but like, if you're a manager on a football team, doesn't that mean you get water? Well, I have a feeling it's like or pat you carry pads. I think they mean like business management, like of of sports. sports teams or something. Because that's what America need. That's what will drive the real economy, right? Because if we have more one percenter, well, and just sports, in general, we need more sports leadership because that's what sports severely is lacking. lacking, dude. Yeah. It's severely lacking. I'm afraid for my country, not not because I want to make it great again because it's pretty great right, right. now. But I'm just worried if we don't step up our sports leadership game, <laughs> we we're, we're in danger of losing whatever Cold War is next. <laughs> yeah. Because cause if it hadn't been for the miracle on ice, who knows where America would be today? Uh, all right. So uh, the, the, my favorite little bit, when they, they start showing him speaking in all these things, right? And then there's yeah. suddenly a lot more Tony Robbins comments. And yeah. I'm suddenly like... Oh, I'm starting to get where this is going. Uh, and then this uh, this woman's interviewing him, and he's like, you know, I love when people tell me, like, so he starts, people start mentioning more about his motto and his his uh, 
his sort of mindset and it's all just like song lyrics or references to his songs you're talking about the creepy spaz woman or no so so towards the end he's like uh well the one woman uh again just quoted uh you know if you want it you can get it and it's like yeah that's just he's talking about ass like but then towards the end they're like you know what do you you know what do you like to he's he basically saying like i want people to tell me i can't do stuff because i just prove them wrong but what he says is he likes to hear can't won't never will i'm like those are just the lyrics from can't stop the party <laughs> it's can't stop won't stop never will can't stop the party <laughs> like, you just, party like, here matt is a metaphor <laughs> the party is a metaphor for business wait 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 maybe he's gonna have his own political party oh man pitbull party it, they're gonna have like a tea party but the pitbull and it's a party that you can't stop <laughs> that's their whole platform is you can't stop us well, what do, where do you stand on the issues uh you you can't stop us on the issues <laughs> We're going to put that puzzle together, and then we're going to run for president. Maybe no, he's going to run against no, Kanye. No, they're going to put the puzzle together. They're going to buckle up. <laughs> then, and then make history. Then oh, make history. Maybe that's how he's going to make history. He's going to run against Kanye next year. No, but that was this year. It's 15. Right. He's making history this year. Right. But he didn't. he's not running for president, though, and Kanye is. Although Kanye maybe say he's 2020. Yeah, that's what he, so, he's yeah. gearing up. He's probably going to run in 2020. He's, he's making Kanye. a new list of yearly goals right now. Yeah, <laughs> like I always say, I love to learn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's yeah, that's pretty much the notes I have on it. But it was amazing. Oh, it was so good. It was yeah. If you if you get CNBC, <laughs> you should watch. This. You can catch Pitbull <laughs> Fame and well, Fortune. Well, here's the here's the thing about CNBC. They rerun all of their specials until eternity like it doesn't matter like so like the marijuana one is from like 2010 or something and so half of the thing is outdated because they're talking about like the law enforcement climate yeah which is totally different but it doesn't matter they'll still run it yeah like they they run these things for they run cnbc runs their specials so long that you will watch ones that are in standard def like they have the cnbc banner on the either side because like to fit onto widescreen like they run they run stuff oh man forever yeah yeah so you will have a chance yeah to see pitbull fame and fortune yeah i mean uh, the funny thing about pitbull i remember a few years ago at thanksgiving uh explaining to my family who he was because <laughs> he was doing the halftime for whatever like thanksgiving day football game and he came out and it was Is actually it a Dolphins game <laughs> i don't know what it might have been uh He's Mr. Worldwide, though. <laughs> it doesn't oh, matter. Well, because, because the Lions and the Cowboys always play, right? Oh, but, yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. I think know. that's the game it was, actually. I think it was the Lions and the Cowboys. Um, but I just remember him coming out, and it was like uh, all the songs had someone else on it who wasn't there, like Neo or somebody <laughs> or Kesha. And he was playing all these songs, Whoa, and they're like... Kesha. Yeah, and they're like, where's the person that sings this song? And who's the bald guy <laughs> in a suit who's just like coming out and kind of like... like kind of rapping i mean who kind of like is vibrating yeah irregularly yeah. and he's like surrounded by gyrating women and uh yeah i mean that's the thing i really got from it is you know to be fair like okay so let's just say for a second that i don't have a problem with the music business being 90 percent business uh right but no the music business is a business whose product happens to be music right yeah, yeah. so from that perspective, I like I gained a lot of respect from it because he he definitely knows what he's doing. He was like, acutely aware of the game. Right, exactly. And it's like so 
one of the best examples is if you've ever seen a live performance of his. And if you've ever seen like an awards show <laughs> or a football game, you might have seen a live performance by Pitbull. Uh, he always, it's like he, he got the thing like, you know, you know what, what we need that like all these successful pop stars and stuff has, you know, you got some sexy dancers, right? He's just a guy. Uh, he doesn't really dance. Uh, right. He has a weird like gyro- and sometimes he yeah. jumps. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's short. So, you know, he's just like got that short jumpy you know uh so that the people in the back can see him <laughs> uh so right Pretty he just sure kind of like video screens yeah he does that kind of like you know uh you're doing a surprisingly good impersonation of it i I've know no one can see of, it right. right but i can't right. i can't do it i can't gyrate I like know. that i i uh i don't know yeah <laughs> uh, so so and then like honestly other than like the I mean, he doesn't even pretend to sing those. Like, he hasn't even really done the whole like autotune thing that much. Like, even his fake singing is is like as bad as you expect it to be. You know, like it's like I said, it's that don't stop the party. But that's not like really like he's trying to sing or anything. Right, it's kind of like it's like Beastie Boys, right? Yeah, uh, like <laughs> who also their song about party called yeah. In fact, that's pretty much the same thing, isn't it? Oh man. It's one of those little like, hey, you know, somebody wrote that song for that bit before that. You, <laughs> oh, oh, you know that oh, thing oh, that's like oh, the linchpin oh, of your song. Oh, so no, no, no. So they there's this part where they're like, he's so uh, he's so creative and like he's always coming up with the with the topics oh, yeah. for these songs, <laughs> ideas for songs, ideas for songs. Top, and yep. you're like, you like like the celebrate song because like no one no one ever like made it like a, a <laughs> celebrate song before. <laughs> yeah. Except oh wait, except maybe that song that was like celebrate. Yeah, maybe that song that there already was. So what you're really saying is he's really good at coming up with <laughs> with topics to that that were good songs before right. to to make again. Yeah, yeah, partying, celebrate. Right. Yeah. And luckily, they never really say that like he's that good at writing them or anything. It's gonna be good. It's gonna get ideas for songs. Yeah. Like, right. So like you know, uh, like hotel lobby. You know, he was probably staying like in a hotel or a motel or a Holiday Inn, and then he thought I could write a song about this. You know this. what, Matt? He, I bet you he stayed at a Holiday Inn Express and, you know, had... had he probably also laid down some tracks at those because apparently he does all his recording in hotels. Uh, he was coming from, to you from the Dallas building in rural Pennsylvania. <laughs> Live from the Dallas building in rural Pennsylvania, which just so this, happens to be the Holiday Inn Express. Holiday Inn. It, is, it is three floors tall. <laughs> it is much taller than the Waffle House. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So I basically explained to him that, yeah, he's this dude who just like talks on everybody else's songs and uh, he's super famous. And they were like, yeah, why is why is he there? Like, what is what does he contribute to this? Oh, but my point was uh, he's got like all the sexy dancers, but he like took it a step further. He was like, like, I've seen some of his performance where there's like 20, like the stage is covered in sexy dancers. It's almost like. You know, most people, uh, especially like a lot of female pop stars, kind of have this thing where sometimes they're just like, all right, well, the dancers can't be too hot or like it'll be obvious how not that hot I am. And I think even some male dancers are like, yeah, they'd be hot or whatever, but like they're all like groping on them. I mean, they do a little bit of that, but like, you know, no, there was not, there was not like, there was no point where they're like groping him. Right. They might like touch him. Right. They touch him and stand him. Right. They don't spend the whole, like Usher is all about the girls being like, like, just so all y'all know, all these dancers want to fuck me. And I just want all y'all to know. (laughs) And and their dance moves are going to demonstrate that throughout the evening in case anyone was doubting the fact that 
every woman wants to fuck Usher. But Pitbull's kind of like, look, I don't care if nobody looks at me the entire show. He's like, as long as they pay. Right, as long as they pay. <laughs> they, they're going to get the show they yeah, want. They're going to get a, a good... I mean, if, if you just want a good show... And you're not really concerned about the main person or like who they are or the music or what they do. <laughs> right. As long as you're fine with like what whatever generic music. Right. It's Pibble because he's got just the, the the stage is just covered. Oh, he's also doing like a Vegas show now. That's another interesting oh, thing. Oh, yeah. They were which trying, is perfect for. Right. They were talking about that. And was it the Wax Museum or was it like yeah. a star on something? Well, he's got. A, yeah. He had the Wax Museum. Yeah, they, yeah. But oh, no. But it was the Vegas show where they're like, they're like, you're an exclusive company with. Oh no no no! It was the Sirius XM station. Oh, they're right. like they're like you're an, you're an exclusive company because the only other they're like uh, it's Elvis, the Grateful Dead. I don't remember the yeah. other artists, but they're like, and then you are the only people who have Sirius XM radio channels like dedicated to you. And so it's just like, you mean there's like a channel? That, see, I think it's obnoxious when there's the channel that plays party music twenty four yeah. hours a day. Cause I'm like, there's that time, like 10 AM is that time where you're like, I don't, if you were up all night partying, you're like done. And yeah. if you're, and if you weren't 10 AM is not the time to listen to party music. Yeah. Like, and it's not your commute where you're trying to get psyched up either, but they, but they still play party music at 10 AM. Cause that's <laughs> yeah. what the station does. I think that's absurd. Yeah. But then to be like, no, this one specific dude's party music. Yeah. But at the same time, the thing about that, that I was like, yeah, but so what is that? nobody probably works on that channel it's just probably a playlist yeah. it's like a, oh, it's yeah, like yeah. My, if i had a spotify pitbull playlist right, it would be the software. same thing as that right. channel well, but, hit shuffle and, and, the, and i guess i guess the other thing is like you were saying since all of his tracks are like cameos or people cameoing on his right. there probably is a decent and amount of I, it's probably like pandora where that just means like it's pitbull themed oh, but maybe. you probably hear some other stuff like you said like people he has worked with people who are pitbull adjacent <laughs> it's like Highly, highly involved yeah but that that was pretty obnoxious um and that yeah just the whole thing the whole thing was amazing yeah so let's see so yeah he's got the xm station he's got a, the, wax the wax museum, museum. statue oh the, okay so the vegas show right the right, vegas so show because that was the other thing where they were like you know usually you got to be pretty established be around for a while so you have two hours worth of material that everyone wants to hear <laughs> like britney but if you're right right britney <laughs> like, and her two hours of material <laughs> Or, um, or Rod Stewart, admittedly, he's been around forever, but I can't think of two <laughs> hours of Rod Stewart that anyone wants to <laughs> yeah. hear. And, but the lucky thing about Pitbull is that you can't really tell. Right. Like, you're and, pretty and, much like, is this Don't Stop the Party? Right. No. And no, and is then this the Don't special, the party? I'm pretty sure that's the only track of his that right. they I, used. We, we, at the end, I couldn't decide if they only used that song or, or if it was just that I couldn't tell. Same. But no, I'm willing to bet they only use the one, so yeah. they only have to pay the, it's the licensing. It's they're, they're frugal. Business first. Right. 90% <laughs> business. Which includes the sync rights to my own special. <laughs> yeah. He was probably like, hey, business, you know, uh. He's like, I whatever guys, I got to do to get this aired. I know you guys like to talk and hang out, which Tony, is my term for having a business meeting. Which Tony Robbins told Tony, me, get it, yeah. get it aired. Because like Tony Robbins said, the thing that matters the most is passion. Because that's what he, that's he, what he wears a suit everywhere. <laughs> Don't forget, did I forget that part? I, I did. I think so. So at one point early on in this special. So, uh, wait, so for people who are unfamiliar with CNBC specials, especially the ones that are about people. They so they'll talk. They talk to like basically whoever will talk to them, and it, they feel like they should put this person on camera. 
And so some people like the DJ are people who actually know him. Okay. But then there's other random people that are just supposedly experts and whatever. And they're, they're not people you've ever heard of. They're like, at best, they're like an editor at people magazine or something <laughs> like they're, they're in the industry somehow, but you're like, th- no, they're not testifying as an expert <laughs> witness for yeah. anything. And they, and so they have this one woman who I have no idea who she is, and yeah. she's kind of a spaz. She's her, her, she's super grating. Like they're talking about how you know it's all business, blah blah blah. And then this white lady shows up, and she's just like, he wears a suit everywhere. <laughs> like, like like that's that's like not something every banker in Midtown yeah. does. And like it's it's like it's unique too, or something. Like yeah, I you know I mean even isn't that even Acre Coke's thing? And they're terrible. Yeah, like yeah. Like, you can have a suit gimmick. I mean, Justin Timberlake wore a suit for a few years. Didn't IRS wear a suit? <laughs> like, if we're going to tie this into pro yeah. wrestling, because that seems to be my calling in life or on this show. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it I think was he actually just crazy. wore suspenders and a tie, because that was way funnier. Yeah. Oh, but they have Kane, They have corporate Kane wrestle in slacks. <laughs> he usually takes the suit jacket off, though, to wrestle. Yeah. Then what was the thing you were saying where you were like... Yeah, it just basically makes him look like a Coke dealer. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, because, because, yeah, she was like, he wears a suit everywhere. And like half of them are, are white. Yeah. And you're like, you know who wears a white suit? In Miami. In Miami. (laughs) And is bald. Plus, plus on top of that, like, there was a part where he like noticeably dodges saying that his father dealt coke because right. they're and like so your thought is like he got into some uh extracurricular activities and and michelle caruso Cabrera goes what so what do you mean by that and he dodges the question yeah. and then she goes so drugs yeah and he's like something like that <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and he was like you know in the 80s in miami, miami. yeah he's like yeah, put coke. those we, together we, yeah we, we know you're talking about coke right. and then <laughs> no but so then so then she doesn't even ask him about like his dealing past but then like later in in the narration right you're just like risen up from his drug dealing past and you're like okay way to like ambush him on that right. one like and then the very end of the thing is when they're they they use the the Scarface clip. Oh yeah yeah. So and and right and before anyone thinks this is like woefully distasteful. Yeah. No, like he brings it up. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, yo, you know that scene in Scarface <laughs> where they're in the convertible, and he's like, you know what you're about to get. He's like, the whole world or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't remember. And I've not like, watched Scarface right, as many times as Pitbull. it's that same thing where they're like, you know, he's so different from all the other <laughs> Miami rappers. By the way, here's his favorite Scarface quote. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of uh it's sort of amazing. Oh yeah, at some point I wrote down honestly, he's not as dumb as his music. <laughs> no, he seems he seems yeah, like a no, pretty smart was, guy. I, I gained respect for him. Uh, but not for his music. <laughs> oh yeah, he also went on a whole thing about like the music industry and streaming and how it's basically the whole thing that his whole thing is like, uh, like the you know the labels should have like got on board with like Napster and 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 Apple and everything, and but then he's like yeah but you know it's pretty good that like you know they own a piece of Spotify and. And, uh, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, 
Uh, you know, it's not great for the artist yet, but it's good for everybody else. So it'd be nice because he does. He's just basically like pro music business, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The whole the whole thing like was uh was weird though because it was kind of like you're like, are you saying artists are exploited or you want to exploit artists? It was right. it wasn't really clear like right. what he, what yeah, his exactly. angle was. And like, I think he mentioned uh, yeah, he mentioned like uh title and jay-z and it and basically his thing was that like no i mentioned i mentioned title oh i thought he did too oh i don't know i just remember because there was an article that i read like last week where uh there's some trial that jay-z's testifying in and they asked him what he does and he's like oh i you know i'm a rapper and i own this business and this Mm. business and this business and his lawyer's like don't you also own a streaming music service and he's like Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And it's like, <laughs> and the article is like, yeah, you and everyone else, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, and that's the funny thing. It's like, act like treating Jay Z like, oh, good. Well, at least an artist owns this one. It's like, yeah, but he's another ninety percent business guy, right? And he's also has a ton of money. It's not like it's not like, man, good to see an artist finally getting paid. Yeah, you know that guy who has a ton of money. Yeah, and owns a pro basketball team or whatever. Yeah. Which reminds me, that there's another interesting statistic recently that I can look up. Things that, uh, oh, where was it? Don't stop the party, Matt. Can't stop, won't stop, never will. Those all mean the same thing, too, by the way. Very redundant. <laughs> oh, here we go. Repeat stuff. Uh, yeah, Taylor Swift made $80 million this year, and uh, that was interesting... In contrast with her, you know, good thing she uh, pulled all her stuff off Spotify and everything, because yeah. uh, who knows how that would have hurt her twenty-four million dollars or eighty sorry eighty million dollars earnings. Um, I mean, I'm sure her shows help a lot, and also you know Pepsi and uh, probably sells a ton of merch. Yeah. Um, this is that, it's that same kind of thing where it was just that like, you know. Cause, oh, yeah, because he did mention her. He was like, good for her, you know, for standing up to them or whatever. And it's like, yeah, no, that's not the right Yeah, you're way. not really taking a stand. Yeah. Like, it, like, that's the thing. People, if you're in a position to take a stand, it doesn't count yeah. nearly as much as, like, I needed to feed my family, but I was sticking up for what I believe in. Right. As opposed to, like, you know what? I'll just cash gigantic checks elsewhere. Yeah. It's like, And then thanks. a lot of uh, less savvy, you know, not yet successful musicians are like yeah that's right don't put your shit on spotify they'll rip you off and it's like no put your shit everywhere Everywhere until people listen to it until you're making 80 million dollars a year then do whatever the fuck you want right and the the whole thing is it's like and if you really cared about the music yeah you would just want people to listen to it you wouldn't care if you got paid or not right like but i mean if you're i guess if you're trying to make a career out of it um oh speaking of which the uh, I think you posted this article the other day about like how it was like how geniuses structured their days, right? Oh, yeah, and it yeah. was like, um, and it and it was like it's really interesting because they all you know ha- did it differently. So it's you know there's not it's you don't have to buy into this idea that like super successful people like all have the same habits, whatever, blah blah. Yeah. The noticeable trend in them to me though was all of them. A lot of them, it was zero, and a lot of and the ones who it was non-zero. The amount of time they dedicated to like supporting themselves was very small. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's that's pretty telling. Yeah, yeah. 
when you don't have to spend all your time paying your bills. You have yeah. time to do crazy stuff. Yeah, well, plus, like, the composers on there, it would be like, you know, wake up, breakfast, compose yeah. until, like, dinner, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift doesn't get up every morning and... I mean... To be fair, I got a. Uh, I'm gonna do a thing because there was another. There's a couple of recent articles, and I think I figured out the best way for me to talk about the pop stuff is mm -hmm. to get something somebody else wrote about them and respond to oh, it. Oh yeah. Because if you're just like, so explain to me why Taylor Swift is bad, I'll be like, first of all, you don't get it at all. Like, like <laughs> have you heard? Her, like, have you heard? Her music? Right. It's like, so are you really, really? I got like, like start starting from zero. Like, how do I even begin to? <sighs> All right, so uh, four four is common time, and I'm like, I'm gonna give you like a like a theory lesson, explain to you. Anyway, so there was an interesting thing I read about Katy Perry, and an interesting thing about Taylor Swift, and I'm gonna use those as like jumping off points yeah, for something. Yeah. That's probably good. And the Taylor Swift one, part of the interest, or, or no, it might have been the Katy Perry one actually. Part of it was they were talking about they had at least a realistic idea of how the music industry works in terms of somebody makes a beat, okay, because. Uh, most music now uh, is is really all in the same genre, which I like to call beats, which I spell B-E-T-Z or B-E-E-T-Z. <laughs> I like to spell beats. it B-E-E-T. Yeah, B-E-E-T-Z. I'm going to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> um, I spell it S-M-R-T. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so you get a beat. And then apparently you get a different person who's called a songwriter to write like lyrics and maybe a melody. And then like Taylor Swift or somebody is like, but I want it to be about me. And they're like, okay, uh, what is like the thing that like you care about right now or whatever? And she's like, this guy broke up with me. <laughs> okay. So it's a song about breaking up. And then like, and I'm sure that Taylor Swift contributes her own lyrics because they're terrible. Yeah. They're just really bad. And, and that's how I, and did you see, there's an episode of the soup where, um, some channel, it might actually have been E yeah. had aired like a Taylor Swift special. Where it was like this concert. Oh yeah. It was like storytellers or whatever the thing is. Mm. And so, and so, you know, the whole point is, the banter right so she plays a song and then she's like this song is about blah, blah. and they they just cut together the parts where she's like this song's about a boy this song's about a breakup this song's about an ex of mine like it was every <laughs> so there's like 12 in a row nice. where she's like and you're like yeah and the the katie perry and this was the thing about the structure and everything was from the katie perry article and part of the, the problem with that article which i want need to use it for is it's very right about a lot of things that are wrong with katie perry but it's wrong in the sense that it's acting like she's so much worse than like Taylor Swift, oh, yeah. Beyonce, right? Everybody it's else. Like, it's like these problems are not isolated right. to Katy Perry. And then the the best part is that the part of the thing was like, well, Katy Perry's basically like just neutral, right? She's so generic, it can appeal to everyone. She never really takes a stand on anything. Her stands are like, you know. Don't you're, stop you're, the party. Pretty yeah, right. <laughs> like you're a you're a firework. Which also, there's a, a mention in there about, like, anyone who can, like, straight, straight like, seriously record a song where they, they repeatedly sing, you're a firework. It's like, all right, yeah. I think uh, she took a stand with the left shark. 
<laughs> I think Left Shark took a stand. Like Left Shark, I think Left Shark took a few things <laughs> right. and then went on and then stage. Went, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but part of it, yeah. So part of it was. Uh, they where, were, where are they now? Can we get the Left Shark tattoo guy on the show? Yeah. Where are they now? Part of it was this. this uh, Nine this, The woman who wrote this article was talking about it. Like basically her impression of like Taylor Swift and Beyonce was basically their whole like public persona like they're marketing basically like you know taylor swift is just like uh just like innocent girl and her like dealings with love and you know and we all relate to that and so it was like you know all this kind of shit and it was like so that's okay right that's acceptable but not Katy prairie it's like wait what's like yeah because what we needed was more like teenage angst love songs blandness that we already had plenty of yeah and and also like i oh i gotta do a whole taylor swift thing because part of it is also just like the part of her music that she still does has not changed since she actually wrote her own songs yeah right it's just like the same lyrics and melodies over whatever track they sent her (laughs) well and again it was trying to be like Katy perry versus taylor swift and it's like uh and both of whom have recent hit songs written by Max Martin. They're all the same. Right. The same guys. Well, well, you know, Katy Perry, but but Taylor Swift at least is like. So she tried to make that dumb shit meaningful, but failed. So what's what's your point? Yeah, uh, people are dumb. Yeah, pretty much. Music is bad. Right. Their their music is is very bad. And they should probably all feel bad. I don't. I don't. I don't actually feel like Pitbull should feel bad because uh, one, he he won't, and he, oh, he, won't. he can't. He, he won't. Can't, he he won't. never will. He never will stop the party. It, I mean, yeah, it's hard to feel that bad when you have that much cash too. Yeah, unless you're one of these weird people that they um talk about in the New York Times. What was it? <laughs> the like the uh, oh, I guess I we didn't talk about this article. There was this one about this guy um like in the Upper West Side that he's. He's like a uh, like a wealth therapist for what? all these people, right? So all these people who like their life is so hard because they have all this money. So like they're isolated, you know, and like they just don't know what to do. The, the, what, this guy are these people? I know. I'm like, do they need like people to hang to out with us to like, or or like to take their money from <laughs> right, them to exactly. get rid of like, their problems? I could give you a few things you could do with that. Let me just take it and then I'll uh, like you find meaning you. in your life, yeah. right? No, yeah, it was like. Yeah, it's so weird. He's like, he's like, just basically walks around Central Park while these rich people tell him their problems that are caused by being so rich. And I was like, wow, this dude's got a great scam. Yeah. But it, it's probably just like, you know, he probably makes as much as a doctor. He doesn't, he probably is not yeah. making like, you know. He probably makes more than the average life coach, at least. <laughs> Do you think he's making more than Tony Robbins? No, not not. Well, Tony Robbins is not, not the, average the average life, life coach. coach. Tony okay. Robbins like invented the life coach. He's the you original. know when I read the first three chapters of Awaken the Giant Within. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very was, specific number. <laughs> I was really disappointed to find out. I thought he was going to explain how he became a giant, like how he, his jaw got so large. Right. He was like Awaken the Giant Within. I'm like, so wait, you're saying that. He didn't used to be a giant, and then he awoke the giant and became like. But it's not in. I'm there. pretty it's sure if you get a tumor on your pituitary gland, right? Like you can actually right. You need a growth disorder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like uh, Bigfoot Silva. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. The yeah, it's it's 
It's amazing what uh, people's deals are. Yeah, but I mean, it explains why uh, Pitbull is so good at like, basically, I don't want to say branding. It's really not so much branding as it is hypnotizing people into giving you money. Just like repeating the same things like in every song. Like he says, uh, Dale a lot. There was, okay, so there's this uh, YouTube parody group. Staying on message. This is, this is Pitbull related. Uh, there's a YouTube parody group and uh, uh, they do popular parodies. They're not like, you know, Yankovic quality parodies, but then sure. I mean, they're on YouTube. So, but they're, they're, they're good for YouTube and uh, they do a decent job. And some of them are actually pretty funny uh, and they make videos for all of them. But they done a bunch of Pitbull ones, and they actually had this guy who did like a really good like Pitbull impression, and looks enough like him when he dresses up. So it was some of their best ones. You need uh, to be bald, have a suit, and a really thin mustache. Pretty That's much, pretty yeah. Much it. And I think the mustache is fake. Uh, but every, yeah, he, no, he works really well for the. But he kind of does the voice too. Actually, he does a good Pitbull impression. Uh, but they do a lot of jokes about how he says Dolly all the time. So in this one video, they keep having different visual jokes for dolly like one is a picture of salvador dolly yeah it's like daddy and then one is a picture of his like his because he has a vodka and it's like voli 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 or something okay. and so they have one that just says dolly 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 on okay. it uh and there's one where they has like an actual like like a doll and he's like dolly <laughs> you know it's all these like do puns they, do they have the one of the cloned sheep no oh no. do they have one of dolly parton they might have yeah i think they did at one point that's the point like every one of these they, it's it's their one of their best running jokes is their pitbull stuff uh it's called key of awesome by the way. Okay. You can check it out. I think they, they, they do some, they also have a channel called barely political and they do some like pseudo political stuff. Like I think they were, I think like that Obama girl works for them oh. or did at one point yeah. or they were somehow cross promoting with her or something. But anyway, that's probably all we got on Pitbull. Yeah. It's, it was amazing. We sure let the pit out the cage. <laughs> Worldwide. <laughs> This, this, show, this show is worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. To all 40 of our listeners. Hey, it's Matt again. There's a thing at the end now where I say thank you for listening. And please subscribe on iTunes or at yourmusicisbad.com. Follow me on Twitter at the one true Matt. Send us your suggestions, uh, critiques, hate mail, and other uh, insane ramblings at hate mail at yourmusicisbad.com. Thank you, and good night or whatever time it is where you are.